Welcome back to the Urology Care Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be discussing stress urinary incontinence, SUI. As a friendly reminder, you can learn more about today's topic and download free patient education fact sheets and patient guides by visiting urologyhealth.org. Your bladder is the place where urine is stored until you are ready to release it. It is made of elastic tissue that can stretch as the bladder fills and muscle fibers that can squeeze when it needs to empty. The urethra is the tube that carries urine out of your body. It is surrounded by sphincter muscles, which help keep the urethra closed and stop urine from leaking out. Your fascia and pelvic floor muscles help hold the bladder and urethra in place within the pelvis. When you're ready to urinate, the brain signals the bladder muscle to contract, squeeze. At the same time, your urethral sphincter muscles relax and open. These actions cause urine to be forced out through the urethra and the bladder then empties. Urinary incontinence is a problem with the loss of control over urination. There are two main types of urinary incontinence. Symptoms of stress urinary incontinence. A small to moderate amount of urine is released without control. This happens when the pressure on your bladder increases. An example of this is when you cough, sneeze, or laugh. Symptoms of urge urinary incontinence or overactive bladder. There is a sudden, uncontrollable need to urinate. Leaks may be moderate to large. The difference between SUI and OAB is anatomical. SUI is a urethral problem. OAB is a bladder problem. SUI happens when the urethra cannot stop the sudden increase in pressure. This can happen when you cough or bend over. With OAB, the bladder will spasm and squeeze uncontrollably. Many people with SUI also have OAB. When they have both types of incontinence, it is called mixed incontinence. Stress urinary incontinence is when urine leaks out with sudden pressure on the bladder and urethra, causing the sphincter muscles to open briefly. With mild SUI, pressure may be from sudden forceful activities, like with exercising, sneezing, laughing, or coughing. If your SUI is moderate or more severe, you may also leak with less forceful activities, like standing up, walking, or bending over. These leaking accidents can be a few drops to enough to soak through clothes. More people have SUI than you may think. About one in three women have this problem at some point in their lives. Men get SUI, but not that often. Men may have problems after surgery or because of an injury. You have to be your own best advocate if you have symptoms of incontinence. Knowing what to look for and what to expect will help you manage your symptoms. The most common risk factors for stress urinary incontinence are gender. Females are more likely to get SUI, pregnancy and childbirth, nerve injuries to the lower back, pelvic or prostate surgery, chronic coughing, smoking, which leads to chronic coughing, being overweight. To know if stress urinary incontinence is a problem for you, ask yourself, Am I afraid to be too far from a bathroom or a change of clothes? Have I stopped exercising or playing sports? Have I changed the way I live because I'm afraid of urine leakage? Have I become uncomfortable with myself and my body? Have my symptoms changed my relationships with friends or family? Am I avoiding sex because I am worried that I will leak and become embarrassed? If you answer yes to some of these, you should know that there is hope. There are many ways to manage and treat SUI. Though it's not easy to talk about, your healthcare provider should know if you feel your urinary leakage is a problem. Don't be embarrassed. Providers are trained to talk about these matters. If they don't feel like they can help you, ask to be referred to a specialist. 
Urologists and gynecologists are doctors who specialize in incontinence. Some will even have additional certification in female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery, FPMRS. It is helpful to keep a bladder diary before you see your provider. A bladder diary is a way to track how much you drink and when. It is also used to track when you have leaks and what may cause them over a period of time. These records will give your provider clues about what's happening. Bring the diary with you the next time you see your provider. You and your healthcare provider will review it together. There are a few things your provider will want to know to help them make a diagnosis. At first, they will ask about your urinary symptoms. When do you leak? How often? How much? Your provider will also review your medical history, perform a physical exam, and may ask for tests to find the cause of leaks. For women, your physical exam may include checking your abdomen, the organs in your pelvis, and your rectum. For men, it may include checking your abdomen, prostate, and rectum. Your provider may also test how strong your pelvic floor muscles and sphincter muscles are with a Kegel test. Your provider may want to confirm the diagnosis of SUI and rule out other reasons for your urinary leakage by ordering some tests for you. You may be referred to a specialist for these tests. Tests include a urine analysis or urine sample which tests for a urinary tract infection or blood in the urine, a bladder scan after urinating. This shows how much urine stays in your bladder after you urinate. Cystoscopy uses a narrow tube with a tiny camera to see into the bladder to rule out more serious urinary tract problems. Urodynamic studies, UDS, are done to test how well the bladder, sphincters, and urethra hold and release urine. These tests can show how well the bladder works and may help find the cause of leakage. If your provider believes that you may need surgery to address SUI, these studies may be done. You and your healthcare provider can talk about ways to treat or manage your symptoms. There are both non-surgical and surgical options. Not every treatment works for everyone. By getting all the information, you can work with your provider to decide what will work best for you. Lifestyle changes. Making a few changes in your everyday life may reduce SUI symptoms. For example, if you can lose weight, stop smoking to help you cough less, and maintain good overall health, you can reduce leaks. Bladder training or using a schedule for bathroom visits may also help. Pelvic floor muscle exercises, also known as Kegels. Daily Kegels are proven to strengthen your pelvic floor, which supports the bladder and other organs. By exercising these muscles, consciously contracting and releasing pelvic floor muscles daily, you will make them stronger to prevent urine loss. It's important to do these exercises correctly and often. Products. As a quick fix or long-term option, Absorbent pads are available. Absorbent products come in many shapes and forms. They can be pads or pull-on briefs. They can be used if leaks are not considered to be a major problem in your life. Medical devices for women. If your pelvic floor muscles are weak and you are female, a device may be inserted to manage SUI symptoms. Examples are vaginal devices, urethral plugs, and pessaries. A vaginal device adds support to the urethra through the vagina, called a sling. A urethral plug blocks the urethra. There are no approved urethral plugs available in the U.S. A vaginal pessary is a firm yet flexible device that is inserted to reposition and support the urethra and or uterus. They can be prescription or bought over-the-counter and fitted by your healthcare provider. Medical device for men. Men may be offered a penile clamp or clip to prevent SUI leaks. 
These external clamps may be used to restrict the flow of urine from the penis. Drugs. At this time, there are no drugs approved in the U.S. to treat SUI. If you have both SUI and OAB, mixed incontinence, your healthcare provider may prescribe OAB drugs or treatments. These drugs could help reduce leaks from an overactive bladder. They do not treat SUI. Surgical treatment options. Choosing to have surgery is very personal. If surgery is suggested, there are many options. It helps to learn as much as you can before you decide. You can work with a urologist or gynecologist with experience in SUI surgery. Female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery specialists are certified in SUI and other pelvic surgery. Learn the risks and benefits and what to expect during and after surgery. Injections and surgical options include urethral injections, bulking agents. Urethral injections are used to bulk up the urethra. Bulking agents are injected into the urethral sphincter to improve the way the sphincter closes. Sling for women. The most common surgery for SUI in women is sling surgery. For this, a small strip of material, a sling, is placed under your urethra and stops it from moving downward during activities. It acts as a hammock to support the urethra and the neck of the bladder. Many sling techniques have been developed. The mid-urethral sling is the most common type of surgery to correct SUI. The sling is a narrow strip of synthetic mesh. It is placed under the urethra. There are a lot of techniques used, such as retropubic, transobturator, and single incision. The differences between these are how the mesh material is placed under the urethra. The traditional sling, autologous, is when a strip of your own tissue is taken from the lower abdomen or thigh and used as a sling. The ends of the sling are stitched in place through an incision in the abdomen. Sling for men. A sling may also be used to treat men with mild SUI. The sling acts as a hammock to lift or support the urethra and sphincter muscles of the pelvic floor and bladder neck. Often, slings for men are made of surgical mesh. The surgical incision to place the sling is between the scrotum and rectum. A sling may not be good for men who have had radiation therapy to the prostate or urethra, or men with severe incontinence. Bladder neck suspension. It is also called retropubic suspension, colpo suspension, or birch suspension and is not as common as sling surgery. In this surgery, sutures are placed in the tissue along the side of the bladder neck and urethra and attached to a ligament along the pubic bone. This supports the urethra and sphincter muscles to stop them from moving downward and accidentally opening. There are certain risks with this surgery. Talk to your doctor about the risks and make sure this is the right choice for you. Artificial sphincter for men. The most effective treatment for male SUI is to implant an artificial sphincter device. This surgery puts a device with three parts into your body. One, a fluid-filled cuff, the artificial sphincter, attached around your urethra. Two, a fluid-filled pressure-regulating balloon inserted in your belly. Three, a pump you control inserted in your scrotum. When you use the pump, the fluid in the balloon moves out of the cuff of the artificial sphincter, allowing the urine to flow. The cuff slowly refills with liquid and closes the urethra to prevent leaks. The goal of any treatment for incontinence is to improve your quality of life. Surgical treatments usually work, especially when combined with lifestyle changes. In most cases, great improvements and even the cure of all leaks are possible for people who choose SUI surgery. Take time to allow yourself to heal after surgery. 
Over time, the medical devices may need adjustments. Stay in touch with your surgeon about follow-up care. Often, you will be asked for a follow-up visit. You may meet with your provider between six weeks and six months after surgery. Your bladder may also be tested to see how well it's releasing urine and if urine remains. If you still experience SUI symptoms or have any pain, let your provider know. One of the best ways to prevent SUI is to keep doing Kegel exercises. You should also try to keep your pelvic muscles strong. Throughout and after treatment, think about how much fluid you drink and make plans to urinate regularly. Since weight gain or activities that strain your belly and pelvis can harm surgical repair over time, try to maintain a healthy weight and limit strenuous activities. And finally, thank you for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Urology Care Foundation, the official foundation of the American Urological Association. For more information on today's topic and for all things urology health, visit urologyhealth.org. That's urologyhealth.org.